Yeah. So is much a Kegel. (laughs) Yeah. A Kegel is a strengthening exercise, but as important as it is to have strength, it's actually almost equally important to be able to lengthen those muscles and let them relax, which when it, if you look at it from a fitness perspective is typically the bigger issue is being able to fully relax. Welcome to the build with Brayback podcast where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more, here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Builds with Brabeck podcast. Happy Thursday. I love that these episodes come out on Thursday because I feel like Thursday is such a happy day. We are almost to the weekend. You are almost there. Um, But I'm just so excited for you to get to this episode. I think that the pelvic floor is Something that is not talked about often. We don't know much about it. And it's not just for women. You know, this stuff can be important for men as well. Although I know that there might be like literal, literally one singular man that listens to this podcast, but hopefully you get some use out of this as well. Um, Jaxie is amazing. She's so smart. Um, and like cute and hilarious. So I think you'll really enjoy the interview. But I'll keep this intro super short and sweet because the interview itself is already like 45 minutes long. So we'll save save your time a little bit. Um, Highs and lows. I think my high just in general is like I am on a little bit of a streak of like things seem to be working out. And I think a huge part of that is um, writing down the things that you want and really trying to break down a plan for your goals and also um, going through, I mean, really taking my time, like falling so far behind um, in the manifestation course that I started back in the fall. But it's really helped me to work through the limiting beliefs that I've kind of carried around for a super long time, as we all do. Um, And I don't think I really realized how much those beliefs, the internal dialogue can really affect um, how, you know, you shape your own reality um, and how it can hold you back from actually going after the things that you want and showing up in the best way and all of that. So I feel like I've been working through a lot of that and things are like lining the F up. Happy days. Also, it was 60 degrees in Boston yesterday, so that can also be a high. However, it's freezing again and we're supposed to get snow tomorrow. So what the hell is that? (laughs) New England. That's what that is. Um, and then I would say just like my low would just be 
I've also been feeling very sentimental and um, I don't even know how we got to the topic, but we were just talking about with my sisters and my mom and our group text, um, just talking about how being a mother can be really hard. Oh, I was talking about how I don't think my heart can handle the love of a baby that I create because my heart already hurts so much just from the love of my dog. And I know that's a dramatic thing to say, but it is truly how I feel. Like I think my heart will fully explode and that'll be the end of me. Um, and my mom was like, yeah, that's basically what it feels like. And she's like, it's the best thing in the world to see, you know, your kids flourish out in the world and create these beautiful lives. But at the same time, it also feels like a limb is missing from your body as they start to leave. And like, that made me want to just pack it all up and move home forever because the thought of my mom feeling like that murders my heart and soul. And it made me feel so sentimental. And I realized it has been over 12 years since I have lived with my parents. 12. And like, who knows how it would have gone. But I'm kind of jealous of the people that moved back in with their parents for a stint of time during quarantine. Um, because like that time is so special. Like I'll never have that time again. So feeling the sentimentalness and um, my sister is also moving down to Charleston um, in just a few weeks. And so we got dinner with her and her boyfriend last night. And it just was really making me think like she has lived 10 to 15 minutes away from me for the past two years basically. And I feel like I took it for granted and I didn't make the time to see her enough and even just do like the basic things together or have like Sunday dinners. And then I went down that whole rabbit hole of like, when she comes back, she's probably going to move up to New Hampshire. And who knows if I'll ever live this close to her again. So this is a rabbit hole that we can all go down in life. I don't suggest it because it is it is a rough one. Maybe something's going on with my hormones. Who knows? Um, but that's where we're at. But regardless, um, I hope that you guys are all not so much in your feels and that you've had a lovely week. I hope that you enjoy this episode. I told you keeping it short and sweet. Don't really have much to say. I'll save it for the solo episode next week. Speaking of which, definitely reach out. Let me know what you want to hear about, um, what topics you might want me to cover, and I'll be sure to do so. Also, in just a few weeks, um, I'm really going to be ramping up and starting the new cohort group of Build Your Best Body Image in which we go over um, unlearning all the things that we have been taught to think and feel about our bodies, um, reworking your relationship with food so you can ditch the diet cycle forever finding ways of movement that can stay consistent and enjoyable in your life, and of course, 
working through all of our body image stuff. So if any of that sounds appealing at all to you, please reach out um, and I can send you some more info. We are starting in March and it is all virtual, just virtual um, self-guided modules paired with some Zoom group um, discussions and meetings. So let me know if that sounds at all interesting. Um, you also can head to my Instagram and fill out a little form um, for like an inquiry call. So enjoy the episode. Enjoy the interview. Have a fabulous weekend and a fabulous week until I see you again. I love you all. Peace and blessings. Today's guest is well-known and loved among the Boston fitness industry, and you have probably seen many fitness instructors singing her praises uh, via Instagram stories and posts. Um, She graduated from the American International College with a doctorate in physical therapy in 2015 after receiving her bachelor's in kinesiology in 2011 from UMass Amherst. She also completed a year-long manual therapy residency at the prestigious Institute in Orthopedic Manual Therapy. So many words that I don't know anything about that are happening. Where she gained advanced training and hands-on techniques of the spine and orthopedic injuries. She's also certified in functional dry kneading and evaluation and treatment of the pelvic floor. As if that wasn't enough to keep her booked and busy, she has also been an adjunct professor at Simmons University since 2017 and is an accomplished swimmer, coaching and managing swim teams over the last 10 years. Welcome to the podcast, Jaxie Meth from The Method PT. Wow. Thank you. What an an intro. I mean, I literally just pulled it all from their website. So hope it's up to date and (laughs) sounds pretty good. Awesome. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Trying to ride out the weather here. I know. Is it raining outside right now? It's raining. I mean, I guess better than yeah, better than the snow. We just had a blizzard in Boston, but it's enough enough. Um, so I always like to ask my guests what their highs and lows are of like the last week, couple weeks, the good and the bad. The good and the bad. So let's start with the good. Um, so I just last night had the first of a three-part series, um, with Lululemon Newberry street, bringing the pelvic floor to Boston. So last night was lecture one pelvic floor one-on-one. Next week is going to be pelvic floor in the fitness world. So what happens with your pelvic floor during movement, exercise, lifting, running, all those fun things. Um, And then the third one is going to be pelvic floor throughout the ages. So what happens to your body during puberty, postpartum, prepartum, all of those things. Um, So so it's definitely a high. Yeah, that is so awesome. Um, Can people come to like one-off events or do you have to do the whole series? So you could buy an all access ticket for all three, um, but you can buy individual tickets. So there's still a few in-person tickets left, but it's also a virtual recorded live streamed event that you can buy tickets through. It's amazing. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to pick your brain on those topics, but we'll save some stuff for the events as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then a low is going to be somebody took my space saver Monday. So after the blizzard dug my car out, I live in the North end. So like parking is a premium, right? 
dug my car out at 5.30 a.m., stuck my beach chair there and came back to find a Tesla had taken my spot. It would be a Tesla. That bitch. Of all all things. I was like, you gotta be kidding. Like North End, we respect we respect the rules there a yeah. little bit, you know. I live so. in Southie and it's kind of same. Like it's an unspoken rule. It's a very spoken rule, actually, yeah. of like, <laughs> don't or else your car will be keyed. <laughs> like yep. Yep. but that's so I wouldn't have been able to slept with myself if I keyed the car that night. So I, just, I mean you know. of course not. We're not like local locals. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a bold move too on Monday. Like now Monday to the point where it's like, okay, stop using the space savers. The snow's melting. It's like 40 degrees out. But like Monday, it was still really bad. Yeah. So that was definitely the low of the week. Yeah. But if that's uh, below, I'll take it. Right. Yeah. That's true. Um, I that actually is a really good like icebreaker question if you live in the city and can relate to it. Like, what is your space saver of choice? <laughs> Mine also mine was, was a Tommy chair. Bahama beach chair. Yep. Yes. Mine also was a beach chair. I'm like, okay, which is like the crappiest one that we have? Exactly. I was and... like, the threads are like pretty gone on this one. It might make it through the next summer. It might not. So yeah. Yeah. Doesn't so have that option anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Well, it's just an excuse to get a new one and like yeah. be excited about the summer. Um, okay. As much as I would love to talk about Boston things we should talk about public floor things so I feel like I'm hearing a lot more about it probably one due to the fact that we are reaching that age of lots of friends and people you know having children but also I feel like it wasn't really something unless maybe you're in you know a specific sort of like community or wealth class you know um of like, you're going to also hire a physical therapist to work on that stuff during your pregnancy, after your pregnancy. And obviously, there are so many more reasons to visit a pelvic floor therapist, which we will get to. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear kind of your take on maybe why we're seeing more of it and why it's important, all of that. Yeah. Um. Well, I think I'll backtrack a little bit and talk mainly how I I personally learned about the pelvic yep. floor um, because I w- went through physical therapy school. It's a three-year doctorate program on top of your four-year bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And throughout the entire program, we had one individual lecture on the pelvic floor. So that feels three crazy. years, I know, three years full-time, one lecture. And my biggest takeaway from that lecture, because it was so just like downplayed, was just everyone should be have using lube when they have penetrative sex. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, you're that like fun was, fact, but, fun fact, but that was like, <laughs> that was like my extent of the pelvic floor. So I go off into the physical therapy world, pretty much disregarding the fact that every person has a pelvic floor. Um, even though it's like one of the most important parts of your body, it's the base stability. It holds all your pelvic right. organs in. it holds the stability of your pelvis. Um, and just totally ignoring the fact that we had those. So I'm going about my PT life, just treating people. Um, and then was having a conversation with a group of friends after a trampoline park. And uh, everyone was late 20s, early 30s, yeah. no kids throughout the whole group. 
everyone was either in the fitness world or ex-athletes, very in shape, kind of like looking at each other, like, did you leak? Did you leak? <laughs> like also joking, like, thank God for black leggings. All right. And it was kind of like that awkward, we're laughing because it's funny, but also we're like all But also like, is this a normal thing that happens? Yeah. Right. So then everyone starts looking at me, the, you know, go-to PT and they're like, what do we do? And I'm like, um, that's a great question. And I was right. like, I feel like I You're should like, want to say that's what I know. Yeah, lube. <laughs> lube. I'll get you lube. <laughs> so in my head, I was like, I feel like I should say strengthen, but I don't think that's the issue here. I was like, these are all very strong females. Yeah. It what's going on. So that was like spark number one. And then I was like, I feel like I need to find out more. And then I was lifting and started increasing the weight that I was lifting and started to get to the bottom of a squat being like, I feel like I'm about to like bottom out. I just felt like I had no support underneath mm. me. So thought it would be a good idea to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. Cause I was like, I think this is a thing. And granted, this is probably five years ago now. Um, and could find one pelvic floor physical therapist in the city, which is wild. We're a very large yeah. metropolitan city and there was one With pelvic like floor the physical best therapist. hospitals and like exactly um so I joined I joined a three-month wait list mm -hmm. and during my evaluation it was kind of disregard like my issues were kind of disregarded because um the PT was like why are you lifting why are you squatting 200 pounds and I was like because I can and I want right. to see how much more I can do She's like, well, you haven't had kids. Like you should probably just back down on what you're doing. And I was like, okay. You're like, why is that the answer? <laughs> right. I was like, why is that the answer? So then my, my physical therapy brain started kicking in and I was like, okay, I, this is what I have to do. I need to mm -hmm. first off, figure out how to fix myself, but also be that person that people feel comfortable with going to in the pelvic floor world, right. um, which leads to me to say that your pelvic floor is involved in everything. So it's your stability. It mm -hmm. gives you structure. It's involved in sexual control and it's all your sphincters. So all the opening and closing of your ability to urinate and have bowel movements. Right. So that's involved in everyday life. Yeah. Um, so it's very important. And for it to not be talked about, is just mind blowing to me. It is so mind blowing. And it's also like, Sadly, not to bring it there, but we got to call it out when we see it because it's a woman's problem. It's a you woman's know what problem. I mean? Like the yep. fact that in your, what, four years you said of PT schooling? Three years, yeah. Three years, still. Very significant still. amount of time. We fit in one lecture and it was mostly just about lube, which typically is like involving a man, you know? Mm -hmm. Like that's mm -hmm. so crazy. And even when I feel like this was actually something that... I was going to ask you about of like just the importance of it and all that it controls. Cause I feel like all we ever really hear about as women is like, do your Kegels and like, yeah. So is much a Kegel. <laughs> yeah. A Kegel is a strengthening exercise, but as important as it is to have strength, it's actually almost equally important to be able to lengthen those muscles and yeah. let them relax, which when it, if you look at it from a fitness perspective is typically the bigger issue is being able yeah. to fully relax. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's now starting to be a little bit more widely accepted. Um, it's, we're joking last night, actually, that it's kind of like the buzzword of, of 
life right now is pelvic floor and yeah and pelvic floor exercises all of those oh my gosh she's the sweetest um <laughs> I mean this is all audio but on the video her dog just popped up and dog just like, just, just popped oh, up. he's like I have things to say about the pelvic floor that's your pelvic floor <laughs> um yeah and I feel like it's also I mean kind of tied into it like as a personal trainer I feel like so many people um like I I see people kind of skipping out on like really you know those deep deep like core muscles in your lower back and all of that kind of stuff where <laughs> like I started working with some uh postnatal women and clients and after that like include it in every single person's routine because so many people like same thing don't really understand that that is all your stability and like yeah. the foundation of all of the movements that you're doing throughout your day like yeah forget about the workout like your your pelvic floor is part of breathing and which is something you take crazy number like 22,000 breaths a day that's so crazy. that's like 22,000, you know, times that your pelvic floor is having to relax and contract. So if you have a dysfunction there, you're just wrapping out dysfunction constantly throughout the day. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's talk a little bit about that, like the importance of the like pelvic floor um, work. And then we'll kind of get to the pre and postnatal stuff, because that also was a question that I had a few people ask of like, I'm, you know, not trying to have a baby anytime soon, maybe in the next few years, like, should I be working on this stuff now? Mm -hmm. um, and I guess even if like, you're not planning on having children either. Yep. Um, I personally think that every person regardless of gender should mm. have a pelvic floor exam at some point. Um, I do think that the female anatomy, it's more important to have an internal exam than a male, um, mainly because they do so much more in daily, you know, medical care. Right. Um, but when talking about female born anatomy, it's so important to be able to assess the strength, coordination and endurance of the pelvic floor muscles. Um, and it's just like if we were, if you were to go to physical therapy for any other orthopedic injury, um, we'd be looking at those range of motion. So how well there's movement in that area, because those muscles are supposed to be able to contract and relax. So mm -hmm. you have a range of motion, um, strength. So how well you're able to contract those muscles, that power. So how long you're able to contract and hold. And then endurance, how long you're able to maintain what's going on. So all three of those things, four of those things come into play. And a lot of times it's a coordination issue, which yeah. any prenatal is you really want to make sure you have that coordination leading up to it, um, leading up to birth. Yeah. And, yeah. and then also having that baseline strength. Right. I feel like, yeah, it's one of those things of like, you don't. I mean, you use it and everything, but like, mm -hmm. you don't know how to activate well, those things because you're like, it's an awareness thing, right? They're like, like, I've never done this before. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I admittedly, my first pelvic floor exam, they were like, okay, let's see a pelvic floor contraction. I was like, am I doing it? Right. You're like, and what? <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, how about now? I'm like, am I doing it now? 
Right. And then like, kind of like shimmied. And I was like, how about now? <laughs> I bet you should be able to just be like, okay, yep. Got it. Got it. So it's bringing awareness to that area. Yeah. It's so interesting. And I feel like it's, I mean, bringing it back to the baby topic, but like you hear so many different things of like, when you're pushing during labor of like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't feel like you're pushing out of poop, but then like poop. some people are like, just push like you're pooping. Okay. <laughs> like- yeah. There's so much poor, poor and misinformation out there. Um, it's not your pelvic floor muscles that push the baby out. That's the biggest misconception. Uh, your pelvic floor muscles. So your uterus is what contracts and that contraction is what moves the baby through. Um, and your pelvic floor muscles actually have to be able to lengthen and relax in order to let the baby pass through the canal. So that's where there's misconception where people are like, I have to have the strongest pelvic floor in the world in order to push this baby out. Um, which is, that's something when you do pelvic floor physical therapy leading up to birth is we teach you all the different ways to strengthen during pregnancy. But then around those 35 weeks, we start to flip the script and get you prepped for birth and teach you how to start lengthening and prepare the perineum and the vulva for, for the experience. Yeah. I mean, literally that's like the opposite of what it's you opposite. hear. Yeah. It's yes. So Cause in- everyone takes their medical advice from Instagram, which you should not be doing. Truth. <laughs> Truth. It's just as bad as the, what I eat in a day post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's so real. I like, so I real. cringe when people are, my patients still will come in. They're like, Oh, I saw this, this video on TikTok. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, okay, cool. Well go try that. You're just going to keep giving me business. So right. You're like, great. Great. Keep pumping it out. TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Keep keep doing your thing. That's so funny. Um, okay. And then like for postnatal, I was floored because I recently learned from again, lots of friends having babies that the like mothers, you know, one and only, I don't know what it is like wellness visitor, whatever it is after birth. One friend of mine, her only one was virtual. So bad. Virtual. And then the other one, like, they're like, it's a quick little exam. And then they're like, great, go work out, have sex. You're good. And it's like, virtually, how can you assess that? So like, (laughs) exactly. It's that six week mark has been traditionally like the all clear. Um, so I, I equate everything. So I call myself an ortho pelvis physical therapist, meaning that I treat the pelvic floor like an orthopedic injury, like it is. Um, so I'm trying to get people back to regular exercise as soon as possible. That's kind of my goal. Um, But so I always equate things back to orthopedics, back to sports. And if anyone's grown up in sports world, you know, the ACL is a pretty like well-known surgery, ACL rehab. It's actually the most researched orthopedic injury. And when you're doing an ACL rehab, it's a minimum of nine months. It's really a 12 month full year rehab. It's huge. Yeah, It's huge. And that's just repairing a ligament in the body, a three hour surgery max. 
but yet it's like a standard you're looking at a 12 year recovery. Right. So now if we just kind of take a step back and think about the fact that females grow a baby for 10 months, it's not, not it's 10 months. Yeah. And then go through a marathon of labor Right. And then sometimes which can look and, so different for so which many can people. Look so different. Yeah. So I just had a woman the other day who pushed for five hours, mm. which is unbelievable. And then sometimes you go a different route and end up having a C-section, which is a major sur- abdominal major surgery. surgery. Yeah. But yet our standard is like, oh yeah, after six weeks, you should be fine. And then let's load in the fact of you're not going to be getting any sleep which sleep is your biggest form of recovery. (laughs) So you're not healing properly. You're also most likely breastfeeding. So all your nutrients are getting divided into, into keeping your now newborn alive. Yeah. You have hormones flourishing through your body. Yeah. But yet six weeks is good. So that's where I think we're doing a much better job as the physical therapy community being a lot more vocal saying, Hey, six weeks, like, let's throw that out the door. Like, yeah, your doctor can say on my end, six weeks, you're good. But as a society and as being an advocate for your own health, that's around when you should really be taking out and being like, I should check base with a pelvic floor physical therapist just to get a plan and baseline activation of where to go and how to get back into life. Yeah, definitely. Especially because like you said, it's so personalized. Like some people have, you know, I don't want to say easy, but comparatively to others, like an easy, no problem labor. Some people push for hours, end up having major surgery after that, like, Mm -hmm. you know, have major trauma to the body and the the mind and soul. (laughs) Yeah. um, Everyone's experience is so different. And the level of support you have following can be so different as well. That's so true. Right. Some people are all alone or can only take a very short amount of time of work off, which is a whole other conversation. (laughs) That's another one. Yeah. That's outside of my scope of practice. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, But okay. So obviously, you know, if you have the means or, you know, good insurance or whatever it is to be able to go see a physical or a pelvic floor therapist, so great. But what if you don't really have access to that? Are there things that um, they can do on their own? And maybe that's, maybe we can break it up into like expecting mothers post, you know, whatever. I know it's yes. hard because we're a video, so it's like really show <laughs> exercises or anything, but um, it is hard because each person is going to be so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think expecting mothers, it's not the time to change up your level of exercise leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just had a really good friend. She gave birth last week. Um, and when she found out she was pregnant, she called me and said, Hey, can you write me an exercise program? And I was like, Katie, yeah, I can do that, but you haven't exercised in like three years. So like, what are we talking about? Like exercise program? She's like, yeah, I think I really like should be starting to lift weights. 
which the first, you know, two months, it's a great time, but you want to keep up with what you're doing. You want to live healthy, but she's not a, she wasn't a weightlifter to begin with. Right. So it's you're not like, maybe let's incorporate start. like movement and like, yes, you know. exactly. I was like, it's time for you to move. Um, I was like, so we can start a walking program. We can start some real basic body weight stuff to yeah. get you there, but it's not the time to like hop right into it. Yeah. Um, and then contrary, if someone's in CrossFit, I definitely would love to keep them doing CrossFit, start to add in some modifications as mm-hmm. the body progresses. And it, you know, in those last few weeks, it's not going to be the best option to do, but let's keep you doing CrossFit as long as we can. Right. So I always tell people it's once you're pregnant, you want to keep doing what you've been doing. And then we can start modifying along the way. Um, but being as strong as possible leading up to your pregnancy is the best thing that you can do for your body. Really yeah, focusing totally. on, on glute strength, um, breathing, mobility, thoracic hip mobility. Those are yeah. two huge points that I work with, with any pelvic floor patient. Yeah. Um, and then after birth, it's a lot of connection back to your breath. So a lot of my new moms, I'm on the phone with them trying to get them breathing in those first two or three weeks, because that's, what's going to get, get you moving again, get that pelvic floor back, that awareness, that coordination back in. Mm -hmm. And then it's really working single leg strength connection back to the core and just checking your ego and starting with the most foundational things you can as you continue to build and progress. I love that. Yeah. Walking walking is the underrated tool of life. Both of those things, walking and breathing. Mm -hmm. Like if you can be super intentional about the way that you're breathing, like that can be a core workout. (laughs) Yeah. I actually have, um, a breath work workshop coming up. Oh, that's looking, that's looking at, um, with a fellow yoga instructor, it's looking at the relationship between using your breath for stillness and using your breath for strength. Yeah. Because you can, man- just by using your breath, you can manipulate two things totally differently. A hundred percent. I know I've even um, done very like, kind of like spiritual, like breathwork meditation kind of work. And it's crazy how many like emotions that can bring up to right. just by changing your breathing pattern and really, yeah, finding like the stillness in it. Yep. So crazy. Um, and then another one that a couple people asked about were like pain with sex or any kind of like discomfort with that. Would you recommend seeing a physical, why do I keep saying that? Pelvic floor, physical therapist therapist. or go into your OBGYN, maybe like a little bit of both. Um, I would definitely, I mean, I'm also somewhat biased being a physical therapist, but pain with, um, sex is something that I actually love to work with because Mm -hmm. it can be a really quick fix. So you have three different levels of your pelvic floor, three different layers. They're all responsible for different things. So just like how you have a quad muscle has four different muscles, same thing with your pelvic floor. You have multiple muscles, but you have three different layers. And the first two layers are responsible for the opening and closing. Mm-hmm. of your sphincters. So of your urethra, of your vaginal opening and of your anus. And those can get really tight and have trigger points in them. And that's typically what is leading up to pain 
usually we're talking penetrative sex, but right. even external um, play as well can lead to pain with those um, type of movements. Yeah. And it can be a quick, just learning different soft tissue techniques. So it's literally just like getting a massage um, and how a massage can help loosen the muscles. It's kind of like that, but just for your pelvic floor. Um, and your physical therapist should teach you how to do it yourself so right. that it can be incorporated before um, intercourse happens. Or if it's something like, I see a lot of pain with um, tampon insertion. Mm. So different That's techniques that it's huge um, techniques that you can learn to decrease that tightness. Um, and then we always bring it back to the breathing. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of figuring out what the root cause is. So if your pelvic floor is really tight, it's trying to get stability for something else. So mm -hmm. what's that underlying, why, why are you so tight there? Right. Is it a core thing? Is it a hip mobility issue? Um, so just because you all release connected. a muscle, it's all connected. <laughs> just because you release a muscle doesn't mean that you can just go about your day. You have to right. then release it and give it some stability back. Totally. Right. I mean, I feel like it's another one of those things where, I mean, a lot of people don't really realize that in like, you know, the general parts of the body that you see, but how someone could have like an ankle thing and it like shows up in their hip because it's all exactly. just like muscle imbalances, but it's the same yep. thing on the inside. Yep. Well, so a lot of this one always blows people's mind that a lot of people that have TMJ also have some pelvic floor. So jaw pain yeah. also have pelvic floor dysfunction. Interesting. Yeah. So you can, yeah, it can get wild. Yeah, it can, <laughs> it can get wild. But it's so true that like that's stuff that affects your everyday life. Like if you're having issues with tampons, like that's Quality a once life. a month thing for like sometimes a full week. And like. Yeah like how many tampons right and with mm -hmm. sex too it's like it might seem like a you know thing you could kind of bypass but that's like connection and intimacy and like that's intimacy. a big part of a relationship and like yeah the human well, experience I mean I had a recent experience with a patient who hasn't been able to have penetrative sex for the past two years um, because she has, there's a lot of different conditions. So we're just keeping right. this like very blanket, but she's had a uh, issue where she has not been able to tolerate penetrative sex. So we've been working together a little bit and she came in the other day and had been able to have penetrative intercourse for the first time in two years. So crazy. Which just, I was like already starting, like could feel the tears coming. Right. And she looked at me and she was like, so do you think it's okay if we start family planning now? And then she oh, broke down crying because I'm going to cry. She, yeah. She hasn't been able to even allow herself to think about family planning. She's like, I just thought this was going to be something not in the cards for us that we were going to yeah. have to adopt because she hasn't been able to tolerate it. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, clearly this stuff is important. Very important. Um, and then in terms of finding um, a pelvic floor physical therapist that works for you, um, do you have any like general questions maybe that they should be asking to make sure that it's a good fit? Yeah, so the biggest thing is you want to see what type of 
continuing education the pelvic floor physical therapist has had. Um, because like I said, we don't, it's something that's not widely taught in school. It's starting to make its way into more programs, but it's also, it's like how doctors go and they graduate and then they do a residency and then they pick a specialty and then do further, right. you know, you start to take your path down. It's the same thing with physical therapy is that when you're a physical therapist, you have so many different options. Um, but you have to continue to pursue continuing education. Right. So making sure that whomever you see has sufficient continuing education, um, which sadly is very tough to find, what makes it tough to find pelvic floor physical therapists mm. because you have to go through so much continuing education to get to that point, Right. Um, which just makes accessibility tougher. Right. It's, you know, way more than just a weekend class. There's years of mentorship that goes into it. Um, and that's where you also have to keep in mind when looking for a specialist, special, a pelvic floor special yeah. specialist words, tough. <laughs> um, words, are hard. <laughs> words are hard that they have had to go through all this training. Right. Um, and my biggest thing is that your therapist should be asking what your goals are. Yeah. That it shouldn't be the goals of anyone else. It should be what your individual goals are. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's very important. Any pelvic floor patient I work with, I'm trying to have a conversation with them beforehand because it's a two-way street. This is, yeah. um, there's typically an internal exam that happens, which is to the patient's comfort level. It doesn't have to happen. We can do things externally. It is just a more kind of bang for your buck, accurate way to do an internal exam. Right. Um, but I'm interviewing you as much as you're interviewing me because yeah. I'm never going to put myself with a patient in a situation that I'm going to feel uncomfortable with as well. Right. So I do think it's important to kind of vet who you are going to have this intimate relationship with because Absolutely. that level of level of comfort should definitely be there. Yeah, definitely. And, um, trust. and then, yeah, the last thing is someone that will definitely have a plan for you. So not just be like, okay, this is what you should do. I'll see you later. It's right. you should be having that accountability and that plan. Yeah. That's huge. Cause I feel like life gets busy and then you're like, Oh, mm -hmm. I never did any of those things that he vaguely told me to do. So yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Follow that's up. super helpful. Um, okay. We're going to do a little rapid fire fun <laughs> round. Okay. To round it out. Um, okay. So your Instagram bio, I'm creepy, um, says <laughs> I'm out here trying to change the color of your mood ring. My mood ring. So what oh, is the thing? that's like my personal one. Yeah. I, I went deep. <laughs> I really didn't go that deep. I literally just pulled the bio out. Um, what is the thing that changes your color of a mood ring? Laughter. A hundred percent. The best medicine. The best medicine. So that's how I like to think I change people's mood rings and yeah. what changes mine. I love it. Do you have a favorite like go-to movie that you know will make you laugh or anything like that? Bridesmaids. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Wedding Crashers. Like yeah. those two. You have to. Yeah. Hilarious. Love both of those. Um, okay. And your favorite form of movement since you are such a proponent of movement um daily movement 
for me, it would be walking my dog. I am like all over the place with my dog. Um, Favorite movement. So I think actually my favorite movement is um, lifting with friends. My favorite Uh form of movement. Yeah. That is like. You get the laughs in too. You get the laughs (laughs) in, you get the, the fun, you get the social hour, you get the work done. Those are like the highlights of my week. I love it. Is there any particular gym that you like to go to in Boston with your friends or you kind of bop around? Um, well, considering I just built my own gym, <laughs> that's kind of been the the place. Yes. The spot. Yes. That um, makes sense. Yes. Yes. I love it. So that, that's the spot. Um, favorite music or artist or whatever to move to? So not to toot my own horn, but I am part of the 0.001% of Mumford and Sons listeners, according oh, to Spotify. <laughs> I'm into that. Um, so that's like my all-time favorite. I actually love to work out to them, but 90s hip hop. If I'm lifting. Again, girl done. after my own heart. Yeah. Yeah. 90s, early 2000s. That's mm-hmm. all that's relevant in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It ends there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, something that you could eat every single day. God, every day, ice cream. Yeah, mm-hmm. with whipped cream on top. Has to Always. have the whipped cream. Always. Mm-hmm. Any favorite flavors? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Into it. So my office is directly across the street from FOMU, which oh. has been tough. Like, that is tough, but amazing at the same time. Every, every night, it's like that that conversation you have to have with yourself. <laughs> right. You're like, <laughs> do I need to buy this and consume it every single night? <laughs> consume it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, though. You're like, it's vegan. It's like the same as eating it's a healthy, salad, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> um, a non-negotiable in your day. Um, a non-negotiable in my day. So I do some form of movement every day, which shouldn't Mm -hmm. be shocking to anyone. Um, A non-negotiable for me is my morning time. So I am not a morning routine person, Mm -hmm. um, but I will always wake up way earlier than I have to just to have that time by myself. Yeah. Especially because I'm so on all day and with other people for the majority of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of like my only me time. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like being a personal trainer and like teaching fitness classes, it's like you have to smile a lot during the day. And like sometimes you just need to like tiring. Right. You just want to be a little quiet. And I totally am the same. Like I kind of wish that I had the same routine every morning because maybe I would be like a little bit better about making the most of every morning. But sometimes it's just like making a cup of coffee and like sitting on the couch in like tiredness for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. There's no routine. It's just like coffee, water, coffee, make my breakfast and then yeah. just like casually go. Love it. Um, what is next for you? Do you have any like things that you're focusing on in particular right now? Obviously you're doing this really cool event with Lululemon. That's probably a big one. Yeah. So the Lululemon event, very cool. It's um, Wednesdays at 7 PM for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have this breath workshop with Taryn Burns and that's on March 6th. So um, cool. it's a Sunday at one, which okay. is very cool. Um, and just business wise have made a really big step where 
opened up a own, my own facility, um, brought on another physical therapist. So right now we're just trying to appreciate where where I'm at, what I've yeah. built over the past two years. It's amazing, um, especially you know, over the last two years, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not easy. It's really, it's really insane. Um, so I'm just letting myself appreciate that and trying. Yeah. I am someone that is so goal-oriented and so driven um, that sometimes I don't take the time to appreciate what has happened. So really trying to do the work to be like, okay, slow down and just right. be happy with what has happened so far. So that's where I'm yeah. at. I think that's huge. I feel like in general, our society is very like that yeah. with like so many life events. It's always like, what are you doing next? What are you doing next? So I really appreciate that. Um, and it's hard to like slow down. It is at so least for hard. Me. Yeah. Um, I'm the same. I'm sure if any of my friends listen to this, they're going to be like, <laughs> really, you're really not trying too hard, but I'm trying very like, hard. Like I really and am. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Um, advice that you would tell a younger version of yourself. Advice I tell a younger version of yourself. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Just make sure you learn from them. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, and then tell me about either a book, podcast, whatever it is that either you're currently loving or something that you kind of always go back to as a staple. Um, Could be a movie, a documentary, a movie, show, documentary. article, anything. Um, so I'm a really big Girls Gotta Eat podcast fan. Same. Um, are you? It has Love nothing it. to do with physical therapy. Um, and I actually try to not listen to like physical therapy type podcasts because that's what I eat and breathe all day. Right. Um, so trying to like, as we go into that, like take a break, that's like every Monday morning. I'm so excited for, Same. for their new podcast to come out. Yeah. Also highly recommend that one. They're so funny. Yeah. I feel like they have great, just like perspectives on life and yeah. they have really good guests on like such a yeah. wide range. I feel like they're my guests. friends at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've been Literally. through a lot together, guys. <laughs> Literally. Like, oh, yeah. You don't know who I am. Right. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Well, last but not least, just hype yourself up. Where can everybody find you on the interwebs in real life? On the interwebs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, the method performance and physical therapy, you mm -hmm. can find us at themethod.pt on Instagram, themethodpt.com mm -hmm. on internet. Yeah, <laughs> online, online, uh, <laughs> or at Dr. Jack, uh, Dr. J. Math on Instagram myself. Um, mm -hmm. We're accepting new patients, both pelvic floor and sports related. Um, and you can find me, you know, all around the city. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on and helping Thanks all of us me. ladies out here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Build with Brabeck podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brabeck and our website, www.buildwithbrabeck.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.